Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm the host, Jim, and I have some guests who I'll be bringing on the show in just a couple moments. This is one of those episodes that are always very popular with the listeners around here because unlike so many of the other episodes that you've heard around here, and for a long time, the only kind of episodes we did were the students who had achieved a very high level of success with the courses and strategies and trainings that we teach around here. You can go hang out with hundreds of them in our Facebook group. We've got 1,600 tagged success posts in our free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com. Go check it out. You can see it for yourself. And many of the podcast episodes have had a theme of people who have really hit some significant numbers, $10,000 a month, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a month, in some cases, six figures a month in sales. We love those interviews. But a lot of people see those as almost intimidating, especially if they're just getting started, if they're new to the process. So lately, we've been spending some more time with people who are newer in their journey. They're seeing some momentum, some success. They've got proof of concept. It's validated in their mind, but they're not quite where they want to be yet. And that's the situation today with our guests, Will and Rochelle, who I'll bring on in just a moment. They are seeing around five to $6,000 a month in sales. They're getting some decent margins, but they have big plans for the future. Will has already left his full-time job. They want to raise their daughter at home. They want to be there together as a family. Rochelle still has her hospital job where she works full-time, but in their spare time, as they juggle their busy schedule over the past few months, as proven Amazon course students, they've built a nice business that's got them looking at the future very differently than they were just a few short years ago when they tried a few different e-commerce businesses that they'll describe today, and those all failed. This one is taking off in a positive direction. They've also talked to me after the recording was turned off and I shared with them the uh, details of our upcoming conference. They will be at our live event, theprovenconference.com. By the time this podcast episode airs, we will likely be sharing the city and the details on that event at the website, theprovenconference.com. We're putting all details there as rapidly as we have them. We have a lot of people asking for details. We know it's July 6th through 8th, 2023. We know it's a Midwest location. We will identify the exact city, the hotel, the prices, all of that coming very soon. It's not going to be an expensive event. We don't want that to be something that keeps you from coming. We've got a great hotel rate, room rate, negotiated at a beautiful hotel. We can't wait to share those details with you. But let's get into today's episode. A couple of the things that I wanted to tell you before I hit the go button with our guests, they do, uh, we spend a significant amount of time talking through their business model. They do all their own shipping and, and packaging, boxing up, putting tape on boxes. They've got a whole system. They've integrated their daughter into the system. They're loving this stage of their business but I don't want to leave you with the impression that that's the only way to do the business that we teach around here. The Proven Amazon course starts all of our students out at the same basic level. But keep in mind, we have many international students who live outside the US who are buying and selling products all day inside the US without ever seeing or touching them. We teach you how to do that if that's how you want to do the business. Now you'll make a little extra margin, you'll make a little extra profit if you do some of that work yourself early on, which is the path that Will and Rochelle have chosen to take currently in their business. But they're talking about opening a prep center eventually. 
They're talking about outsourcing that work to others. They want to grow this business to two, three, five, 10 times what it is now. They are well on their way. They know how it works. They've got proof of concept. Now they just need to scale with the spare time that they have in their lives. We talk a lot about getting a virtual assistant, how you can find a VA to work for just a few dollars per hour to help you grow your business, to help find those profitable products. We spend good time talking about that. The Proven Replens VA program. There's a link in the show notes. Proven Replens VA as in virtualassistant.com. That's the website. You talk about that or how to find a virtual assistant yourself. Train them yourself. You can do that. We talk about how to do that. So enjoyed this episode today. I think you'll be encouraged and inspired. Plenty of little tips in there. I love the energy that Will and Rochelle brought to the show today. I also thought it was great that their two-year-old daughter is right there with them for much of the episode. Hopefully that doesn't bother you. Certainly didn't bother me. I thought it was great. I love seeing families integrate life and business in together. That's what this community is all about. And they did it seamlessly. It made for some great moments today with the two-year-old kind of coming on the scene and doing her thing and being a part of the episode today. I thought it was a a really, it flowed very smoothly and it was just so endearing as well to see how this family interacts with each other while they're doing this great interview with us today. So God bless you, Business Building Warrior. Let's get into the interview today. Let's go meet Will and Rochelle. You're going to love this one. Will and Rochelle, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. How you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm really looking forward to get to know you. We, we spent a couple minutes without the recording going, but I can tell this is going to be a fun one. You guys are just awesome so far. I can't wait to hear your story. Let's get into it. What do you say? Oh, sounds great. I'm excited to do this, and thank you for having us on the show. Uh, we've always loved listening to your podcasts, and you guys are always a great inspiration to everybody in this community to help uh, people grow their business and work towards a better future for their families. Awesome. So, well, I appreciate that feedback. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the story. And, and who is that? For those who might are listening only, you won't know what I'm talking about, but I see we've got a little special guest star on dad's lap. Who is this? This is Silvestine. You want to say hi to Jim? Silvestine? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Silvestine. Say hi. Silvestine. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, great. And and for those who are maybe new to this podcast, hey, this is just the real world. This is how we roll. You know, I've got people come in and out of my office. We have kids. I've I've raised five kids with doing e-commerce under the roof. That's the whole point. We get to be home and do life with our families Mm -hmm. right there. You know, there's Mm -hmm. wonderful interruptions, right? Well, what was nice was we were able to send you a picture of Celestine helping me label boxes that one day, and you put it up on the Facebook group and. I was just like that. Okay, that is really cool that Jim did that for us, you know. And and it's a family business, and our little almost two year old is helping us do the business. <laughs> what what's her job description? What what do you guys have on her business card? What's her? Uh... Um, part well box filler and uh, part loser. So she'll take a product and hide it on us, and then we have to find it. Uh-huh. Oh, we call that inventory management at my warehouse, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah and she uh, would um, be with us during um, sourcing, shopping. Mm-hmm. She puts um, stuff in the cart and uh, during checkout, I will hand things uh, to her and she'll give it to Will to um, bag, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, so she has markers um, to actually like 
uh, to mark oh to mark off the boxes like if you need to clean up the box to send in to amazon take all barcodes off she helps me uh do the marking on the boxes too. wow so like there's some there's some decent contribution going on there but it just the beautiful yeah. the beautiful part of having your kids integrated in in any way even decorating the boxes to make someone smile as they're unpackaging mm-hmm. it at amazon you know putting stickers on the paper inside the box mm-hmm. or whatever yeah mm-hmm. There's so many benefits. That's awesome. You guys, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job. Well, yeah. let's keep your story going. Fill us in. You know, why e-commerce? How, tell us your background. And how did you start? And Yeah. yeah so uh, e-commerce, we really have no idea what it is all about. And um, we will see like ads on a YouTube channel, um, Facebook, any other social media platforms. And we were asking ourselves, so what exactly do they do? And we have a friend that actually you have already interviewed and she's at, uh, she's Marcel. She is Celestine's godmother. Okay. Too. We'll yeah. put a link to her episode in the show notes for those who may have missed that one, but she's a good friend of yours. That's cool. Yes. So she's, when she started, she told me about um, Amazon. I was like, okay, how do you do, uh, how do you do that? And she kind of like explained it. And she said like, listen to a silent sales machine podcast. You will love it because there's all, they also are um, Christian centered community. And at uh, that time, Will and I were in a stage where we need someone to take care of Celestine and we're hitting roadblocks every mm-hmm. road, every other roadblocks. We have seek help um, to like local daycare, our church, and even like um, stay at home moms. And it looks like nothing fits um, with our schedule. And we just like prayed and prayed and, and then we came to a point that we had no choice but for Will to uh, leave work. Mm-hmm. So I resigned from my job working at the hospital, and Rochelle also works there too. So, because my paycheck would have just washed with daycare. So we decided that it would be better for me to stay home and raise the kid and mm-hmm. try to find something that we can do. Because it's always been a dream since we got married for Rochelle to have our own business. And that was from day one of our marriage. And so this was our opportunity by talking to Mary Chell. She told us about your podcast. And then, so we started watching those, getting all the information we could. So, and then I can do stuff here at the house with the little kid and we can go shopping together and drop off our UPS, you know, shipping thing boxes to send into Amazon and then go go sourcing together and she's my little you know my helper. little partner and and my little my little helper that is just a, a blast to have out in the stores and we have a great time with it so yeah our prayers were answered on the aspect of how are we going to deal with this situation of daycare with my child our child Mm-hmm. And then having our own business and everything turned out pretty good, you know. Yes. In the beginning, we only wanted Amazon business as a like an an extra a passive income. Right. 
for like vacation money, something like that. But um, I think God has a bigger plan for us in making this a second um, source of income so that Will can uh, say to be a stay at home dad and mm-hmm. raise our child. Uh, yeah, well. I also raised her. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know funny I mean? because whenever Rochelle gets home, I don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but that gives me a chance to get stuff done around the house, go get boxes, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. One thing that we did also learn that I go around to local businesses and get free boxes from them because they get shipments. So, and they're happy to give them away. Right. So that saved on an expense. I just go up and show up and I go, you got any boxes for me today? And they, yeah, here you go. And I put them in my truck, bring them home. Yeah. And then we reuse the boxes. Yes. So. And that's one of the tips that we actually uh, got from uh, the um, free Facebook group that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So um, okay. when we started, it was in June of 2022. Okay, I was going to ask, because here we are, February 2023, to put a timeline to yeah. it. Yeah, put a yes. timeline to it. Yeah. And I remember the first time we went shopping, it was at, I think, six in the morning. So wow. was still like a year and two months old uh, then. Yeah. And we were in that store for like a couple of hours with mm-hmm. an empty cart. Yeah. <laughs> And we were like, oh, we we really cannot find anything here. But I know that there's something in here. Mm-hmm. There's something in here. And we, <laughs> yes. And we were just like praying, like, Lord, lead us to the aisle where there is <laughs> or there's a great replant. And we said like, okay, 30 more minutes. If we can't find anything, we'll try again tomorrow because we have a kid that needs, you know, that needs to go home, take a nap and things like that. And so we found a replan that we so we were selling it for like 20 bucks, mm-hmm. but it was only for a dollar and 80 um, cost. So it was it was a great it was a great replan for a while. And then oh it got search suppressed. So and then I yeah, I reached out to Amazon and I and they told me that we will not be able to like resolve that issue. So we're like, okay, you know, one of the things that you always tell the business warriors is to not be married to an ASIN or to um, mm-hmm. yeah, a product. So we're like, all right, it's time to part ways and move on. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I kind of got married to some products because they were so easy to package and box. You know, it was like effortless and very, it wasn't very time consuming. And I would figure out a perfect box and I found a place to find these boxes and then I could put everything in and it was perfect. And then all of a sudden we get, you know, blocked from selling that. And then I'm just like, oh man, all that work. But you just keep moving because I like your, your, um, business model of uh, inch deep mile wide That's right. and that is so, that is so true with what we've been doing because you just move it, it forces you to move on to another product it forces you to think outside the box and do your research and it makes you work a little bit harder because 
the only person you have to depend on is yourself. It's your business. Yeah. And you are the one that's going to make it. And then you have the support from the community that will push you and give you that extra support, mm-hmm. especially like, like I said before, with your podcasts, you really mm-hmm. inspire people. Yeah. And that's what makes it a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and not just the pack course, you. but also the, uh, the community, uh, whenever we have some roadblocks or questions, you know, you just, um, go to the search engine type, a type of word, and you could actually see like hundreds or sometimes like thousands of posts, um, that, uh, is related to the thing or issue that, uh, we are encountering. And if we can't find the answer, just post a question and there are actually like great people that will really like help us how to deal with the problem. Like our first IP complaint, mm-hmm. we, it would, it's really very scary, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. how, yeah. Yes. And it was a trademark infringement yeah. in the inch deep mile wide concept have saved us a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially with that IP complaint. We only bought like five, five items or yeah, yeah like five, five pieces I- of it. To start off with yes. it, you know, yeah, just to test, to test, test it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just as when it's sold out, that's when we get the IP complaint. And, you know, like Amazon, they're also like very um, helpful helpful and at the same time understanding. Uh, So we just acknowledge that we have we have received the IP complaint. We um, explained and we promise uh, as a plan of care, we promise them that we're not going to sell that product anymore or listen that ASIN. Yeah, you just move on. Right. Yes, because you're yes. not emotionally attached. You have a whole bunch of inventory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that you guys have latched on early to the inch deep, mile wide concept, which for someone who's new listening to this, they may not know what we mean. We haven't really specifically spelled that out yet. So let me just describe. Right. I'd rather see new students selling 50 different products, quantity one, two, three, or four of each one, mm-hmm. instead of two or three different products and selling 50 of each of those. Yeah. Simply because you can easily pivot away from any of them at any time. Yeah. And one of the rules we have is never have more than one month's worth of inventory for anything that you're selling. Never mm-hmm. have any more than that on hand or at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That helps you easily pivot away unemotionally, say, okay, well, what are we going to do with these extra six units? eBay, give them away as Christmas presents. That's a lot easier problem to tackle then what are we going to do with these extra 400 units now we've got to yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yes that also happened with one of the most sa- the first saleable item we ever had that uh, was working really well for us yes. too i was a little bummed when uh we couldn't sell it anymore because that yes. was one of my favorite you know peace of mind things that i always enjoyed packing and stuff mm-hmm. and- so we were uh, i think after three months of selling it we got gated from that listing and we didn't actually know what to do. But like I said, with the, uh, with that um, concept, uh, we were able to sell everything when we got gated. Mm -hmm. Thank God it was a sellable item. It was a fast mover. It had a good keep a report. 
-hmm. Yes. And even, I think we're the only FBA seller of that item as well. Okay. Everybody sends it um, themselves to the buyers. And uh, th I think that's the reason why it was also like very good from our end. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. anyway, Those make great um, opportunities, yeah. actually. That's a good tip you just dropped. And you can learn how to use Keep as a research tool to identify those fast moving ASINs where there's no other FBA sellers. Yep. If you're the mm -hmm. only FBA seller on a listing, you can raise your price way up above everyone else and still yeah. get a significant number of sales. Which mm -hmm. is paying for the convenience of yes. fast yeah. delivery yeah. straight from Amazon. Some exactly. shoppers shop only for prime deals. They ignore mm -hmm. everything else that's not prime. And right. if you're the only FBA seller, you are the only prime option on that listing. Mm -hmm. So those can be some mm -hmm. great yeah. winners. Yes, yep. yes. And every every time we try to like up the price for like every uh, like dollar or so and it still flies off the shelf and we're like, oh good, <laughs> until we got gated. But thank thank God, like I said, inch deep mile wide concept. Mm -hmm. We we were um we did not have to uh recall or um ask them to ship uh, any items back uh mm -hmm. to us we only had like one return of that item after we got gated mm -hmm. but we ended up, so it ended up being shipped to our address but it is uh something that we can use around the house. the house so yeah, we're like sorry, okay so it. let's just use yeah. this and yeah. have you know like a customer review oh this is the reason why it's it's mm -hmm. actually very popular to um buyers because it's really a very good yeah, product. product we've mm -hmm. tried a lot of new foods that way around here with yeah. <laughs> returns and such uh, yes yeah well yeah what well, is it's pretty nice like every once in a while while you're shopping and you buy an item and you don't notice it at the time, but there could be a damage to it. And you don't want to send a damaged product to a customer. You want to provide them with the best option that you have and the best quality. Mm -hmm. So they're happy and possibly will give you a good review coming mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. So there's been some items that I go, when I was first starting out, I was the teething problems, you know, shopping by myself with the kid and looking for things. And there's a bunch of times that I messed up. And, and it's okay, you know, we'd either return the item or we would say, well, why don't we just keep it here and try it and use that item? And mm -hmm. now we, like you said, you've tried different new foods. So I've been set in my ways on certain things. Now I, it opened my eyes to other items that I can use here at the house. Yeah. And when we pack stuff, we pack it asking ourselves, like, how, as a customer, how do you want to receive your product? Mm, exactly yeah yes mm -hmm. um, so we it's like not top not topsy-turvy kind of work but it's just me and will packing um stuff uh for our business actually as a married couple with a very um little one we also think this business because that's that's our adult time now i would mm -hmm. say yeah. <laughs> Packing, boxing—that's the time where we can actually talk, talk. about stuff mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Because what we do is we put the kid to bed about eight thirty-nine, and then burn the midnight oil, uh, and we all pack. We we set up our kitchen as our area of work, and we borrowed some uh, card tables from my mom and dad, and then we started with. Well, first we let me sure. rewind a little bit. We started in our living, living room, room first with figuring out 
the starting was figuring out all the things that we needed to start. So mm -hmm. you needed like a label printer and you needed to buy some poly bags and you needed boxes, you needed tape, you know, so we, and you need a scale and well, I have a tape measure. So you, you, you got to start with a basic beginning. And so what took us a while to get it going was not having an item that we need to ship. So we would go, okay, well, we need this. So I'll go out and get it and then come back. And normally I like a one and done trip, but because we were still figuring it out, I did a lot of trips to the hardware store or to another other store to buy items that we needed to ship things. And then when we first started, we just were working off of our couch while the kid was playing in her pen because she was a little bit younger that, then. And so we'd let her play, we'd work on it and we'd, ask questions between each other. Like, is this right? Do we do this right? Are mm -hmm. we supposed to do it this way or this way? You know, and we sit there scratching our head and I go, well, you know, call Mary Chow or, or look online, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we we're able to, once we got that figured out, then Rochelle's like, okay, well, why don't we make a spot dedicated? And yeah. we don't use our dining room in our house. So that became our, our workstation. workstation. Mom and dad nice. gave us some tables. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, and it works great. And then uh -huh. we got a nice setup. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's awesome because then we can just sit there and talk too while mm -hmm. we pack. You know, yeah. just That's great. It, I love to see couples doing it together. You know, there's nothing wrong with one couple tackling it as their thing. But there's a, there's a bonus to this when you start tackling and solving problems and challenges together. The mm -hmm. relational improvements of kind of tackling a new challenge uh, mm -hmm. and relational benefits, I should say. That's awesome. I love to see you yeah, guys. It is. Yeah. It makes it it, our relationship stronger because we're tackling issues together. Related to the business. Related to the business as a team. To our growth as yeah. well. Yeah. Because we know if we don't work on it together, it's going to fall apart and then we're not going to have a future for our kid. So it really makes us work hard together and commit to it and commit to it yeah. to make that a business shared vision is so powerful it's shared yeah. vision mm -hmm. of, you know yeah. and there's plenty of couples like i said that you know it's just one spouse the other doing it but they're operating with a similar vision of where they're heading you know there's not one party <laughs> undermining the other party it's you know uh -huh. it, that's impossible entrepreneurs need a supportive spouse even if they're not uh -huh. contributing but when they are contributing uh -huh. to the real work there's just something special about that arrangement that that really yeah. can be, you know, because you guys are on a leadership journey. That's what a business is. It's a it's a leadership mm -hmm. and relational journey. And if you can take that journey together, there's benefits. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in, in, yeah. you're, even what your child's witnessing and the two of you interacting and doing it under the same roof, you're instilling things in your family's story that wouldn't be there mm -hmm. otherwise. So yeah. I picked up just to revisit something else. I want to make sure I'm clear on. So, Will, you don't work at the hospital any longer, but Rochelle does. Is that correct? What? How many hours are you putting in? Still forty. Uh, yeah, in. still forty hours a week. Full time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, Will does uh, the um, sourcing in the morning, the dropping of boxes at UPS. Yeah. And then uh, when I come home, that's when I will do like searching of new products. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, like the admin part of the business, things like that. And then um, boxing, packing stuff. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yes. And it's Actually, funny or I'm not one, good with computers. Yeah, one, <laughs> one thing that people thought 
is that he's the one boxing our items, yeah. but in reality, it's actually me. Yeah. Yeah. So they all they always think like, oh, Will does the boxing very well, yeah. and we're like, no, no, not on this one because I can <laughs> I can load a truck and I can fit, you, you know, the expression. Uh, 10 pounds of you know what in a five pound bag <laughs> i can do that while i load a truck and i've impressed a lot of my friends while i help them move they're like i didn't even think this was all fit and i would have extra room for them mm -hmm. but when it comes to seeing all that and trying to get it into a box my brain doesn't work hers is amazing so we we've learned how to tag team it because, you know, when you do the box and you put the items in, you have to mark down what items are in each box for Amazon. Right. So, so while we're doing that, I sit at the computer and this is one thing she taught me to do is to type in the, the numbers on or of the items of what's in that box and how many. And then while she's printing out labels, that's when I'm getting boxes ready and I weigh them and I measure the boxes. Then we have an awesome little system where then I, because we'll switch back, then she's back on the computer. So then I get everything written out on the inside of the box. And then I call out the weight first for every box. And then I call out the dimensions. And then she prints the labels. I tell her to go to bed and I box <laughs> up the boxes and I label them and I take them downstairs to get them ready to ship the, for the next day. So it's we got we've worked out a really good system, system that works really well for us. Yes, that's fantastic. And we really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, really started this business very slow, oh, like yeah. what you always say, like you know, it we slow the fastest slow, yeah, slow and steady because steady. we're only we like our first shipment was what one two boxes she, two like asins yeah. and two boxes yes. something like, and they're small boxes and mm -hmm. that was our our start just yes. something simple yes yeah. you know we started with like i said we started with 300 dollars mm -hmm. yeah. with everything with everything for everything i mean mm -hmm. for the subscriptions and for our supplies for the starting inventory mm -hmm. and that 300 dollars, we were actually saving it it's been it was given to us actually mm -hmm. it was a gift and we kept it in the bank until we until we found something that we wanted to spend it on yep. and when we wanted to start uh, the amazon business that's when we remembered about that money and we're like why don't Perfect. we actually use that um, mm -hmm. to uh start to start off like what will was saying earlier when i moved here in the u.s after marrying him in 2016 i always wanted to have a, my own business and the first business that we have um we were shipping things from the philippines or not um not things i'm from the philippines actually mm -hmm. so we were shipping bags purses, purses yeah purses. purses um from the philippines to sell here and it was actually a good um business for, but for only short period of time because mm -hmm. we were like both of us were still full time and we had to go to like shows or events to actually sell those purses mm -hmm. and we kind of got burnt out mm -hmm. and of course shipping it from internationally it was also um, a challenge because if we have anything that's damaged then that uh, you know we can't return it we can't replace it mm -hmm. so that ended um that we ended up closing that business and then before the pandemic we tried another a, a second one it's a digital marketing thing but 
because of the pandemic, it did not actually even like took off. So we were heartbroken two times. And mm-hmm. then this Amazon adventure or venture we have mm-hmm. is already uh, the third attempt. And so far, as obvious, uh, obviously, this is like the most successful business that we've been in. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. so exciting. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Because well, one thing that we didn't have with those other two that we tried, we didn't have support. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have a community of people who care, who want to watch other couples succeed, even though they're your competition, you know, but at the same time, you know, they still want your business to do to good, to grow, you know, and that's what's really cool about the community is everybody's so positive and they just want everybody to be the best that they can be, mm-hmm. you know, and that's yes. what I really, yeah. really was drawn to mm-hmm. with with this program and everything that you've set up for everybody. And then mm-hmm. just built. It's one of our core principles that you've picked up yeah. on, and it's drilled in. And and you can't get into leadership around here without embracing and appreciating an abundance mentality towards the concept of success. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Meaning. We see it as candlelight, not cake. You've heard that example probably mm-hmm. at this point, right? You, yeah. We can spread as much candlelight as we want and it doesn't take away from anybody's candle. It's yeah. not a cake in the middle of the room and we're all making a mad dash to try to get our piece before it's gone. That's not how we view success. It's just yeah. that we refuse to view business success through that lens. Mm-hmm. And so that abundance mentality allows us to not just be generous for the sake of being kind and generous, but we also know, like as I'm sitting here with you guys and you know Will and Rochelle, and you guys are in the early stages and you're excited and you've got some momentum and success. And so far, we've poured into you probably more than you've poured back into the community. But that will soon change mm-hmm. where you guys will be pouring far more in than you're taking out out of nothing else than maybe a sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. But then you see that kind of that flywheel of people who love and trust and respect the community pouring back into it, stepping into leadership roles. You know, mm-hmm. the, maybe the next time you're a coach, you know, down the road and you guys are coaching. And, and so we're building this thing together. And it's all based yep. on the foundation of that, that abundance mindset in regards to success and yes. just uh, attracting in great people who get it and who understand, yep. hey, I, I want to succeed, not just yep. for me, but so I can spread. A message. Yeah. Hey, you can do your family differently. You can you can yeah. be home with your kids, and you can do a business under your roof, and it can actually turn into real numbers. Mm-hmm. Change your financial yeah. outlook. It, it, that becomes part of your passion of, you know, like like Marcel shared shared it with you guys, and you guys are going to mm-hmm. talk to others. That's our marketing. Yeah. I was telling you before mm-hmm. we hit the record button today, we have no paid marketing. It's all people Mm -hmm. telling their stories and sharing word of mouth. And that keeps us plenty busy around here. Mm -hmm. The stuff we teach just works. So I'm really loving your story. Let's keep getting into some details and what else do you want to share about it? uh, How it's going or any questions for me? However you guys want to pivot, the floor is yours. You're doing a great job. So once we got it kind of going and we got our process down and everything was going great. And then, um, because of knowing Mary Chell, she was looking for a prep center. Mm-hmm. So we verbally, as part, of our learning. as part of our learning, well, first of all, we did take that class that, um, that the helped you start off. 
the oh, Kickstart Kickstart class. program. Yes. And that did help a lot. Oh my God. That was, we love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It. Um, mm-hmm. whoever actually thought of that, um, I commend them for adding yeah. that. Um, that was, that was Dahlia's idea and she did the first couple oh, and then we turned yeah. it over to Robin, who is probably your teacher was she robin also no, uh, we still we still have um delia, uh, delia? When, okay because she did yeah, the first handful right. for us and, yes. and we're several months yeah. into that for those who don't know when you become a new proven amazon course student for a few dollars i think it's 35 37 something like that yeah. Yeah. you can take a four-part live class with other new students and we call it kickstart and our goal is to get you to the point where you sell your first item you get through all those mm-hmm initial stages of getting signed up and all the little scary mm-hmm. things that Amazon sends you. We help you navigate all that. To You, you pack mm-hmm. your first box, you get all your supplies. Like we get you through those one-time challenges mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and with, a, with a class of people that oftentimes they maintain relationships with fellow students mm-hmm. who've started noticing yeah. too because we've done I a good handful of this. Yeah, Merrick was actually one of those people on my, um, as, on my group for um, the kickstart. Yes, he's very active. He's very mm-hmm. passionate about his business. I'm so happy for him. Actually. Our conversations with him ran a little long <laughs> because he was such a great person. Oh, and no, that's actually John Parks. Or was that John? I can't John remember. Parks. It's been a while. Yes, when we uh, when they did the, the first call after um, signing up for um, the pack, yeah, it was only like a 30-minute uh, I think it was only 30 minute um, call, but John really took time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you called our uh, our coaching office. Yes, yeah, the coaching yes, office. Yes, yeah, we, we offer starting. free consultations to new students yes. and like, hey, let's talk yeah. about your business. Yeah, and you, yeah, you blocked a half an hour, but he took a lot more time. Yeah, that's well, yeah, we, we such just a giving team on a roll. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, John, it was, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yes, and sometimes he would send us an email like, hey, how is your business going? And, you know, like, even if you're not part of the coaching program, if you have yeah. any questions, let mm-hmm. us know. So we have him in mind that if we um, are at that point that we wanted or we really that we wanted a coach, we, mm-hmm. we it's one of our um, like goals to have um, a coach. But once we're at that point, yeah. John when, Park, when the time's right, you know, it's, yeah. there's a season for it and it'll be, it'll oh, be yes. obvious. For you guys, yes. some people do it day one, others take their time, it's, but mm-hmm. we're happy to talk to you about it and help you make a good decision when the time is right. But you guys are, you guys are really building a beautiful routine right now. You've got a lot of great momentum. You figured mm-hmm. out a lot of things. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And we celebrate every win, small or big, you know, you when, yeah, when we um, start when we had our first hundred plus items to send to Amazon. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I told Will like, please don't peel or what, what did I say? Like mm. the, the. Oh, yeah. she has this thing. So when we print out our labels, I like to break them up. Say we have five ASINs here. We got 10 ASINs here. And then when we were putting our label on them over the, on the poly bag, I rip up the paper and then I only have like five to work with instead of the whole roll. She, when she prints it out, she wants that piece of paper all to stay together. <laughs> and she can just yeah. enjoy the size of the accomplishment. Yes, exactly. It's like an indicator of the, of the size of the achievement. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It is, yeah. And sometimes when we're boxing, we would like, 
look back and and say like do you remember when we only have like one box to send or mm -hmm. three boxes now we have more than that and how um our business have grown and we always have this daily goal of um sales sometimes we don't meet it but then if i look at other um goals we have we're actually exceeding the goal and it's just one way of will saying like well you know today is not our day tomorrow will be different mm -hmm. yes and yeah. um, don't put too much pressure on one day you know you've heard yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. the trajectory that matters i like uh -huh. to compare one month to another month versus yes. a day to a day and mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to be disciplined about that especially when amazon puts it right on the app and you can refresh anytime you want to and see yeah. what's just happened so we we tend to focus in yeah. on like the last yeah. couple hours and what's going to happen today versus mm -hmm. that you know week mm -hmm. or month type of perspective the trajectory mm -hmm. perspective uh, how much yes. are we, how much product are we sending in that's going to be money eventually uh, mm -hmm. staying and consistent with your routines yep. yes mm -hmm. yeah and for subscription we always listen to uh what um you guys say like only have keepa and then the pack course and you're good mm -hmm. and um sometimes we would sign up on you know like free trial or free pricers things like that but but just a free trial just to get a hang of it. But then we know that that's not for us yet. Maybe in the future, you know. So, yeah, we're Keepa and Pack Courses and the community. Mm -hmm. We're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have everything that we need right now for um, for how our business is. Uh, yeah. And how are we doing with well, our business? Well, right the now? other, our business is going, it's nice and steady right now. And then, like, like I said earlier, I'm going to circle back just a little bit. We made a verbal agreement with Mary Chell to try Prep Center because that was potentially something we wanted to do in the future on not only selling our own product, but maybe having a few employees and rent out a building eventually instead of just working out of the garage or the kitchen yeah. mm -hmm. and try to employ stay-at-home moms. You yeah. know, that you need something to do for two to three hours a day. Mm. We kind of figured that would be potentially our one ministry. way of our giving back to somebody who has to stay home, who needs a little bit of income, but can still bring their child to work. Yeah. You know, because it would vision. be, yeah, because it would yeah, be a non stress, you know, business yeah. where just get done what you can, you know, and you're, good. And you're good. So, we did that with Mary Chell, but it ended up. <sighs> no, she is at the trajectory where she hit her first 10,000. I think she posted that on the Facebook group. Right. And yes. And so she's actually like really growing her business. And here we are. We, I think I had that, um, I have the carpal tunnel um, syndrome um, that time. Mm -hmm. So when, so it, we agreed that it would be the first, oh, like first three months. And then we would, you know, like touch base, things like reassess that. Reassess if yes, we're going to continue working for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. yes, yeah. and we don't, <laughs> <laughs> and we um, do not want to, 
like slow her down from sure. from so she wasn't the, a great fit as a client necessarily right now but, yes. but there yeah. are thousands of other potential clients out there the one thing a couple things to fill you guys in uh will and rochelle you aren't aware of this i mean this has just started being a project as of a few days ago we're coming out with training for how to launch a small prep center because there's oh. so much need so much need for this Literally mm-hmm. every good prep center out there gets booked to the point of capacity. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've noticed that. It's not an easy business model necessarily. You know, right. there's, mm-hmm. there's different windows of opportunity. Like your first five clients, that's pretty easy, keeping them happy. Now mm-hmm. we're at 40 clients. Wow, that's a completely different business model. That requires yes. a completely different level of, uh, of commitment and skill and, and organization and systems, right? So there's mm-hmm. different windows of, of size and, and there's different profitability and tools required for each. So we're going to kind of, kind of break it down. Like, Hey, maybe you just want to take on a few clients. That's pretty profitable, right? I mean, you can, you can stay well, in that little window, make an extra several thousand dollars a month, provide a valuable needed service, especially our international, like you keep mentioning yeah. uh, Marichelle, like, you know, our international students and, and people who live outside the United States are familiar. Like, Hey, it's challenging running a best business in the U S without people here that you can rely on if you live mm-hmm. in another country. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just teach our students how to set it up. What do you need? What are the basic requirements from people who have done it? We've got a handful yeah. who are doing it at a, at a high level. And so like, hey, let's create that content. So that's coming. Oh, that's amazing. Awesome. That's Thank great. you. Thank you for- Absolutely. Well, we, we kind of, that's kind of our responsibility here is to monitor the needs of the community and then bring the resources, the people, the expertise- to meet those needs so we can continue growing as a community. You know, when we hit a roadblock, all right, how do we get over, mm-hmm. under, around, or through this thing? And yep. find the right people to do it. And and you guys are just a perfect example where you can start to see the vision. Hey, we could, you know, besides growing our own business, we could create some new income streams here and provide mm-hmm. the prep services mm-hmm. for others who mm-hmm. don't want to. And my my theory is at some point, you guys will even be at the point where you're you won't be touching box tape anymore. You may run a prep center, but it will be other people doing the sourcing mm-hmm. and the shipping and and you guys will just be managing a business instead of working in it. You'll be working on it. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um we're actually praying that uh because of Amazon business that I'll be able to lessen my um work hours and be there more mm-hmm. for um Will and Celestine. Yes, that's yeah, that's one of the um vision goals. That's beautiful. Yes. So yeah. just verbalize that for me just as a general, you know, you're working 40 hours a week now. You'd like to be doing what, like 20 hours a week, say how many months from now? What's the what's the thought process there probably in nine nine to twelve months from well, now roughly yeah. we're looking at a year probably because mm-hmm. yes. the one thing that's been uh holding us back is looking for aces mm-hmm. um that's just the one thing i don't have time to do watching the kid she has a busier schedule than us <laughs> so oh, sure. it's uh, time management is very difficult because there's a lot of things I take her to to get her because there's no daycare, so she's not around other kids. There's a lot of things I take her to to get her around kids, yeah, and things like that. And so, one thing is, once we can get a little more time in to find different ASINs, um, I think that will help us out a lot. That we'll be able to push a little bit more forward. Mm-hmm. and then take it to the next step of, okay, so this is happening now. What's our next goal? 
like um, mm -hmm. let's look into the prep center and let's crunch the numbers to see what it will cost to get it started, what we'll pay people, you know, what we'll charge, things like that. And just make sure, you know, it's a solid program that will benefit all the Amazon people who need a prep center and also be beneficiary for us to better our family. You know, yeah. so we're helping, we're helping everybody out by doing that. Well, the, mm -hmm. the bottleneck right now, it sounds like is finding more ASINs and you just don't have the time. You're, you're good at it. You're competent at it. You understand the process, mm -hmm. but just finding the time to do it. Yeah. I would suggest as confident and comfortable as you are, I mean, being Filipino yourself, Rochelle, it should be a pretty straightforward process for you guys to find and train and hire someone. And that's not an expensive proposition, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, you can probably confirm for me. And I like anytime I have someone from the Philippines to kind of confirm because I say it all the time on the program. And every time I've ever ran it past someone from the Philippines, they've confirmed it. But you know, mm -hmm. on the Island, the average wage is a dollar per hour. So if you pay someone four or $5 per hour to work for you, that's a significant mm -hmm. income. So you yeah. find someone who's willing to do the work and work hard and they learn the systems and there's a work ethic built mm -hmm. into the Filipino culture, right? That's just oh, yeah. unmatched from my experience. That's why so many of us have found and hired. And now we, we, while we do offer a service that will do that for you, I would think, Rochelle, that you're positioned pretty well mm -hmm. with some connections maybe to, to find that person and to, mm -hmm. you know, for a few dollars per hour. Now they're doing some of that heavy lifting that can be done online while you guys sleep, Right. So talk me through okay. that. Am I right in my assessment of the of the economy of the Philippines? I always like to kind of bounce that off of folks that I know. And, you know, why not go down that road? Yes. Well, we discuss about it because we know few and we have a um, few of VAs um, already in the Philippines. And then we were like, but we wanted to make sure that we know everything first mm. before we get a VA so that when they have a question, I know Kyle will be there uh, for them. But as a business owner, we wanted to be there for them. And Filipinos, they're very, we are very resilient. We, you know, when you we work. It's like yes. a typhoon every two or three weeks takes out everything. <laughs> That's true. No kidding. Um, you, just, guys, you, you basically rebuild the island every few weeks. It's mm -hmm. amazing. The, the yes. resilient is a great word for that culture. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. We have at least 26 typhoons in a year. So we name our typhoons from A to Z. And so the first typhoon of the year, the name will, be, will start with letter A. And then the last typhoon of the year will start with letter Z. Yes. And of course, internet is always a challenge there. But no matter what Filipinos encounter, we always find a way. Yeah, we always find a way. Yeah. And we're it's an so amazing culture. It really is. I really want to go see and, mm -hmm. and visit at some point as much work as we've done with as many Filipinos. And you mentioned Kyle, just so folks know, there's a link in the show notes. Proven Replans VA as in virtual assistant. Proven Replans VA.com. We find, vet, train, hire, test, and then assign one virtual mm -hmm. assistant at a time to work for the students in our community. And you can use that service. Mm -hmm. Or in this case, Rochelle, what I was specifically suggesting for you is go through that process yourself once you understand fully and confident in. But I would argue you guys are already there. You guys are finding profitable replens. You could get a virtual assistant and kind of take them along for the ride and 
mm-hmm. now you've got someone for a, you know a few dollars per hour mm-hmm. doing great work for you guys and confirm for me it, a dollar per hour is that about right that's what i've been yes. saying or is it more than that yes and, it's uh it's a dollar per hour for um you know like uh blue-collar um, jobs, mm-hmm. I would say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When I kind of look at the equivalent of the minimum wage in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember when I was in the Philippines, my first job was a cashier. Mm-hmm. And I was only earning the, what's 500 pesos? That's 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks every, um, every two weeks. Yes. Wow. How and how yeah. long ago was that? Not that long ago. You're young. Oh my god. That was like a long time ago. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> yeah. That was and a couple then, of years um, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we have like a lot of call centers in the Philippines. Um sure. so that one I think it's I think it was if I'm correct, it's like three hundred to five hundred dollars a, a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For uh, yeah, for um, a customer service representative, for I'm not full time yeah. work, forty hour yeah. a week. Yes, yeah. but they but they work graveyard shift in yeah. order for yes, in order mm-hmm. to cater our time uh, yeah. time difference. That's, from, that's, that's almost un- you know that's what two or three dollars an hour. Doing the math real quick in my head, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. to work in the night shift for two or three dollars an hour, that's right. incredible. But we have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. That economy requires, you know, the U.S. dollar goes a long way. So that's the equivalent yeah. of a minimum wage job here in the United States. Yeah, how I broke it down when we went was uh, twenty bucks was a was a thousand pesos, and I remember one time we took the family out on a trip, and I paid for lunch for about twelve people, thirteen people. And it only cost me 20 bucks mm-hmm. American. Yeah. So that was like a thousand pesos for the meal for 10 to 12 people. Mm-hmm. You can't even do that here in the States. I'll let alone get a lunch for yourself. You can't hit a drive through with two people for that anymore. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so it just helps yeah, keep that perspective. When we say, you know, three or $4 an hour, hire a Filipino VA. Some people think, oh, well, I don't want to exploit. No, you're actually creating no. a tremendous opportunity for them and their yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're helping somebody mm-hmm. out. And it touches my heart whenever I, I see or read like stories of VAs um, on our uh, Facebook community where they're very grateful. Um, they're, they feel so blessed. That is actually very true. We're always like very appreciative of mm-hmm. things that um, other people do to us, like the blessings of just having the job and be um, a stay-at-home, um, you know, like mom or dad or yeah. Because in the Philippines, our um, the concept of having a family, you know, like being a communal um, thing, it's very different. Family um, are very close to each other, and that um, that four dollars, five dollars an hour goes a long way. Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it feeds entire family, not just mom, dad, or, or kids, but mm-hmm. also grandparents, uncles, aunties. Sure. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, yeah. I, I was and listening to one Filipino be- being interviewed. He was working for someone in our community, but he, prior to working for four dollars an hour for an Amazon seller in our community. 
his daily commute was two and a half hours and he wasn't paid for that. Two and a half hours, one way, you know, a, a bike to a bus, to another bus, to a train. It was just like incredible. And then working an eight, nine hour shift, coming home two and a half hours home. And it was for a fraction of what he was earning to stay home and be with his family. And so he, for no other reason, if you can just, uh, as an Amazon seller, start to create work and and find ways to incorporate these these great people into your your business family, uh, you're doing tremendous service. So yeah, I love that perspective from from someone who's you know been there, lived in the culture, seen the reality of it. It's an, it really yeah. is an amazing culture. Just you know, I think of words like resilience is a word I'll use from now on. Michelle, Mar- thank you for that. But just the you know the mm-hmm. gratitude and the mm-hmm. the um, uh, professionalism, you yes. know, it would always, it always shocks me. You, you, you know, our VA will be, you know, their entire area is hit by a typhoon. They lose internet. They lose the ability to communicate. And when, when things finally come back on, they're apologizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like, don't apologize don't in the U S yeah. when our house is hit by a tornado. We don't call everyone yeah. and apologize later. We're like, yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. you know, what do you, you know, when we were hit by a tornado, what do you expect? I mean, come on. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I still do that at work. You know, like, and then my workmates would say, like, why do you keep apologizing? Stop apologizing. And I'm like, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry for apologizing, <laughs> right? Sorry yes. for apologizing. It's yeah. The loyalty, you know, like as long as just like any other um employee, as long as you keep them happy and um, make sure that they're um, appreciated and they will they will give thousands hundred folds back to you yes that's that's been our experience you know i mean every people group has its people who are deceptive or dishonest or take advantage of a situation of course but as a general rule just an amazing culture and uh, i'm very proud of kind of the 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 union that's formed between Filipino tech workers and this community, there's there's probably at this point thousands of connections that have been made. It's it's mm-hmm. well, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank going you. over there, I've been there twice, and everybody is so professional and always happy to be at work. Yeah. And everybody always calls you sir or ma'am, and everybody's so polite. And you know, talking to some people at like a business and just chatting with them just was their worth ethic and uh their culture and their, their effort, effort to, communicate. to communicate and they're just overall being nice too sometimes you don't get that here in the states and it, it is yeah. so refreshing to be treated like a equal and and but at the same time they're they're yeah. very respectful to you yeah and it, it's it's a good feeling too but i would always try to get up they they have like this path where they got to stay in too and i'm a jokester so i'd always try to crack jokes with them to lighten up you know be like hey it's okay i get it i know you're polite i'm polite too but come on laugh a little with me that's what it's all about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, I, I love getting that perspective guys and and, and potentially even a future there for you to kind of help us navigate finding new creative mm-hmm. ways to leverage the untapped opportunity of marrying what we do here with the great people of the Philippines who are more than equipped and, and prepared to, to do excellent work and, and help our businesses grow and benefit as we do it together. Uh, but where else do you guys want to go? You've, you've, 
shared a great amount of your story. I would I would like to hear how it's going specifically, like you know, yeah. business numbers wise, if just some general numbers, so you get a bit of a point in time of where things are now and what happens is we find a we find a good ASIN and it starts off really strong, okay? And we're continually updating or Reprise. re- reprising and also making sure we can find enough to keep it stocked at Amazon. And then all of a sudden, what's really weird, just one day, it's like a light switch. It just shuts off. Yes. And then the inventory just sits there for a couple of months. Yeah. And we know that um, sometimes, you know, when someone tanks the price, when it gets on the list, then it happens. But what we actually wanted to know is like how to avoid it. How to yeah, avoid it? Specifically, let me, let me restate your question. How yeah. do we avoid good ASINs going bad? bad true yeah yes exactly or is that just the nature of the beast that is the business model every Mm -hmm. replin asin you will ever find has a time bomb tied to it and you don't Mm -hmm. know what that countdown timer has on on the dial it could be two weeks it could be four years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't know there's no way to know deep mile wide Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that's again exactly. That's why we do the inch deep, mile wide. We don't have more than a month's worth of commitment anywhere. And if mm-hmm. you play this business out over the long term, you know, some of us have 50 ASINs, some of us have 500, some of us have 5,000 through mm-hmm. across the board. Any given month, you're going to lose 10, maybe 20% on a bad month of your ASINs. Yeah. To either a a temporary loss, which is usually the case. Temporary could be, you know, a month. It could be eight months to where it's Mm -hmm. just not viable. Or Mm -hmm. you're going to lose it for some other reason permanently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. 10-20%. So that's why the game really is finding new ASINs. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when you Mm -hmm. hire a virtual assistant, for example, and they're tasked with finding you three to five, maybe 10 on a good day, new ASINs, Mm -hmm. Well, that solves all these problems. Mm-hmm. Then you just have to have a system for recognizing ASINs that are starting yeah. to drop off your chart, replacing mm-hmm. them with good ones constantly, getting rid of any excess inventory. It's never more than a month's worth, mm-hmm. which is why I'm just as excited about an ASIN that sells three to five times a month at a nice mm-hmm. margin as I am one that's selling 40 times a month. Because the one that's selling 40 times a month, I got to have 40 of those on stock. And if the time runs out on that ASIN, I got extra 40, 50 units sitting around. Yeah. Oh, and I just remember, yes. And that's why, uh, like, you know, they always say that for Keepa, don't just look at the three months or six months, look at a year. um, Yeah, that paints a better picture for you. Yeah. But it doesn't yes. predict the future. It just tells you, it helps you identify consistent patterns. Is this seasonal? That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one thing that we always um, tell uh, new sellers like us is don't lose hope in finding good ASINs. Mm-hmm. Um, if one is not a good, if, a, if one is not a good ASIN, move um move on mm-hmm. and sometimes you would even find products that you don't know how to use but it's a good 
you know, you can list it on a good ASIN mm -hmm. and sell on every category that you are ungated. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on ungating an ASIN or a category or on a product because that will happen when it's time. Uh, you know, in, in its own time, the gate of blood will just open I'll and open up for you. It. Yeah. You'll yeah, the, able as you sell, after you've sold 50 or so items, you'll find ungating just happens organically. A lot of new sellers get very focused in on the yes. categories they can't sell in while mm -hmm. ignoring the categories that they can sell in because they're frustrated. It's, it, uh, it, to me, the visual I get in my head is, you know, I was raised on a farm, is those cows that are standing in beautiful grass, poking their head through the fence, reaching for identically beautiful grass that they can't find on the other yeah. side. It's like... Pull your head out yeah. of the fence, yeah. down at your feet. Like you're already ungated in sports and outdoor arts and crafts, mm -hmm. home supplies, pets, yeah. not pet food. You know, there's yeah. millions of ASINs in those categories. Oh, so yeah. Don't try to poke your head through the groceries to get to grocery, you know, week two, because you saw somebody make a post about success with grocery items. That'll happen mm -hmm. automatically here. Sell, mm -hmm. sell a few things. Right, so I love yeah. the point you're making there. Absolutely, yeah. and there's a, there really are replant ASINs everywhere. And two, mm -hmm. have you guys been through the advanced keeper training inside the proven Amazon course? We are working on it. Okay. Yes, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm still like uh, it's a challenge for me to actually understand it, mm -hmm. but so I just keep on pausing and like repeat. Listen, do you know again. the general premise behind it? Of, of what it is that it's, that it's doing, what the magic of that strategy is. I could summarize it for you if that'd be helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah. For, yeah for so as, as replens sellers, we all know we're resellers. That means we're selling items that other people are allowed to sell. We are just looking for those underserved shelf spaces, so to speak, at Amazon. There's some products, some ASINs that Amazon offers that are very well stocked with plenty of sellers and you may or may not be able to make any money sliding in next to the other sellers. A good replant ASIN is one where you can slide in. There is room for you to make a handful of sales profitably per month, predictably. So that's what we're trying to identify. So the advanced keeper training says, what other sellers out there on Amazon have a replens type of footprint on Amazon? Meaning they're selling replens items as their strategy. You look at several of them, you filter through and you find what ASINs you might be able to hop on right next to other sellers and begin successfully selling. So it helps you identify other successful sellers, what part of their inventory offering is something you could hop on alongside. Some of the best ASINs you will ever sell against will be ones that have 5, 10, 20, 30 other sellers. Oftentimes people avoid those, but those can be phenomenal. If they're moving fast, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that there's 30 other sellers. It's moving That's fast. And not yeah. only is that buy box rotating around the bottom one third of the best prices, that buy box is also because of the regional advantages you have having inventory sprinkled all over the country on a fast mover. Yeah. That buy box is going to change. There's going to be some busy single mom in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, who needs it two hours from now. And your unit is the only one close enough to serve that customer. So for that mm -hmm. customer, the only buy box they see is your unit because they're shopping prime now and they need it for a party today. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they buy your unit, even though you're nowhere near the buy box price historically on Keepa, but it's a yep. fast mover. So some, mm-hmm. don't be intimidated by ASINs that have a bunch of sellers and some of the sellers are selling at a price below where you think you could make a profit. Send in a couple test units at a nice high price that you guys like and sell on it. But the advanced keep of training, as of by the time this podcast episode goes live, it will have uh, we will have rolled out a new. I'll send this to you guys for free. When you see this roll out, remind me. Send me an email, okay? To, as being a guest okay. today on the show. But oh, thank the advanced thank keep of training is one strategy, as it appears in the proven Amazon course right now. It's getting mm-hmm. ready to be nine new strategies added on top of it, including the one that I just described to you, but just spelled out in detail. So the the one strategy that's in there right now is find other sellers, kind of scour through their inventory, methodically have tools do it for you. So you've got a list of, you know, let's say you look at a thousand ASINs and you drill it down very quickly to 30 or 40 that you're going to look at one at a time and make some decisions on. But there's nine other cool strategies coming that are launching advanced Keep it training. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at provenamazoncourse.com slash keepa. People can go there to get details on it. By the time this episode comes out, that will be live. But that's cool. just filling you guys in. Does that help kind of paint a picture of what that yeah, that will does? Yes, it will help yeah. us get out of this bottleneck part that we're kind of just stuck in where we're just maintaining and not we're kind of like at a holding pattern right now. We're we're not moving forward, but we're getting enough to help pay for some stuff and then we're getting mm-hmm. ready to move, take our next step forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so right now we are in a steady five to $6,000 a month. And that's actually our goal um, being, you know, like seven months in uh, the business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what, what's our ROI? That's a very yeah. realistic, that's a very realistic, especially with a busy schedule and a young child in the home and limited time to work on the business. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. achievement at this mm-hmm. point. That's yeah. proof of concept. You've got the yeah. routines down. You know, it's just a matter of scaling, finding more ASINs. You know that yeah. the system mm-hmm. works, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the system works beautiful. Oh, it, yeah. it, it it runs so smooth the way you guys set it up and and figured everything out for everybody. And then just go ahead and teach everybody else how to do mm-hmm. it. it. It's all laid out there for you. You just have to have the the willingness and mm-hmm. the drive to do the work. Yes. Yeah, the determination, the grit. Yeah, right. determination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do there you guys happen one, to know your net your net margins on that five to six? We actually, no, I did not write it down, but every two weeks, it would just like 1,200, sometimes 1,400, yeah, paycheck from, um, from Amazon. And that's... Yeah, every two weeks. Every two weeks is about you know thousand dollars, thousand two hundred, you know things like yeah. that, which is really good, yeah. you know, for our family. Yes. Yeah. And whenever um, we get that notification that Amazon pays us, oh, I would always play ask, game. play the game with Will. Like, so how much do you think we have? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Amazon because today. I don't, I, like I said, I'm not a computer guy, so I don't go on the Amazon app unless I'm looking yes. for something she wants me to mm-hmm. buy and so we can restock. So we play the game and I always start guess numbers and she goes high, low, 
high, higher, lower. <laughs> it's just a fun game that we play every two weeks, mm-hmm. just to That's have great. some enjoyment out of it. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, and then we look back. Like, do you remember first paycheck was zero? Yeah, <laughs> we broke even. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, this is really a proven concept. Um, mm-hmm. And we're very grateful that we uh, that Marcel um, introduced us to your um, podcast, to the community, and yeah, like what mm-hmm. a great um, blessing it is, not just for us, but for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. Thank you for that. So yeah, appreciate it, and, and honored to have played a role in your success. But it's been your work and determination that have got you where you are now, and that's what's going to continue to take you forward is is your effort. Uh, th- one of the things I want to encourage you guys to do is to know your numbers really well, you know, because the check that Amazon sends you may or may not represent oh, enough detail. I, I'm sure it doesn't actually for you to actually know your net margins. For example, typical net margins would be um, maybe a 40 to 80% ROI and 25% net margins. And once you know those numbers, you can really start to dial in and know how profitable are we versus, you know, the check Amazon sends you is, is a, it's a benchmark, but what went into that? You know, mm-hmm. how much is our inventory really earning us? What return are we getting on our investment, basically? Um, mm-hmm. So dialing that in, I think using a tool like Sellerboard, which is mm-hmm. very inexpensive, $15 a month starting out, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can really start to, or as you move into inventory lab, that would help you with your shipment preparation too. And it has a fairly accurate calculator that'll tell you your uh, net margins. Um, For tax purposes, you'll have to dial these things anyway. Your accountant's going to want to know, okay, what did you spend on inventory? What did you spend on equipment? You want to be keeping track of all that. How much did Amazon pay you? Your accountant can tell you when it comes time to file taxes, exactly how profitable you were. You know that's mm-hmm. that's required because that's the amount of that's what you have to pay taxes on. Yeah, with your profits, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. do you guys have any better indicators that of of where you're at net margin wise, or is it is it kind of a bit uh, of a fuzzy number for you still? I wrote it somewhere. I know you wrote it down somewhere because we were talking about it the other night. Yes, she goes because we've watched you know we watch a podcast. She goes, he's going to ask us for our number, so I'm going to write it down and we'll go. Okay, well, make sure <laughs> so you, you get do that have, down. Do you remember approximately? We have it. Do you remember right. approximately what, what it was? Like just out of curiosity. 20, it, it, 20, 28%, 30? Around, around 28%. Yeah. 28 net margin or ROI? Is that your ROI? I think that's our ROI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your net margin is typically going to be lower than, than your ROI um, mm-hmm. because you, you got to take all your expenses out to determine your net margin. Mm-hmm. But yep. still, fantastic. So I, you're on a great trajectory. You do need to dial your numbers in just a little bit to know, um, you know, filing taxes this year. What What is your plan for that? Do you have an accountant that you use or you can do them yourself? Yes, yeah, we're actually planning to reach out to the mom of Jimmy Smith. Yes, uh, that, yeah, that's because mm-hmm. we, we, yeah, mm-hmm. Cindy, we reach out to a couple of um, local uh, CPAs here in town, but they kind of like brush us off. So, yeah, <laughs> like, I got you. No, well, okay. accountants get pretty busy this time of year. So you'll want to reach yeah. out sooner rather than later. And we also mm-hmm. offer some accounting through Humminbird as well. I'll stick a link in the show notes, but that's H U M N Bird, H U M N B I R D dot com. 
they're adding mm-hmm. accounting services as well because it is such a need in our community. But yeah, getting your numbers dialed in so you really do know where you stand uh, from a profitability standpoint. But you guys have certainly built a beautiful system. You're yeah. integrated into your life and your marriage and your family beautifully. Congratulations. And it, it's an honor getting to know you guys. Do you guys have any other questions for me? Anything I can help you out with? Anything I you want to run past me? Yeah, I have one more question because I've seen all your, quite a few of your podcasts and things like that, but mm-hmm. I never really heard the story of your beginning. Like, mm-hmm. what was the light switch that made you want to do this Amazon business? And what was the day where you got the ball rolling and how did it happen? Yeah, I'll give you the short version. And I imagine yeah, it's been a while since I shared this, but. The last real job I had was over 20 years ago working for Microsoft selling software licensing, which is about the most boring tech job you can possibly imagine. But I was good at it. I I had a decent income, but my heart wasn't in it. I knew, I felt like I had a calling from God to do something more significant that Mm -hmm. uh, for me, more kingdom oriented. If if that Mm -hmm. resonates, it will with some, it won't with others. But I felt mm-hmm. like I needed something I could really pour and, and treat as a ministry where I'm actually making a real impact on families. And I knew what I wanted, my, you know, talking with my wife, you know, 20 years ago when our kids were all much younger, most of them didn't exist yet. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to run our family differently. We wanted to do life with kids under the roof, making decent money. And I really wanted to figure that out. So while I had this great career and nice trajectory, selling for one of the hottest companies in the world and, you know, crazy to walk away from that industry. At the time, people were telling me, I was starting to have some fun playing on eBay. And Mm -hmm. I sold, the first thing I sold on eBay, or one of the first things I sold was a pair of used basketball shoes, happened to be a pair of Air Jordans, sold them to a guy in Singapore for $700. Wow. And, And I was just, I was instantly thrilled at the thought of how easy it was to have an international business. Mm-hmm. living in the United States, selling shoes to a guy in Singapore. Right. So I started diving in, investigating. And the, the more successful that got, the more people I had asking me for advice. And kind of like you guys have asked Marichelle, it's like, hey, how's this work? You know, fill us in. You know, mm-hmm. after you've got 50 people asking you, I just, I just wrote it down. And yeah. that turned into a book, turned into a course, and that turned into a community. And here we are 20 years yeah. later with... Oh, that's cool. You know, one of the most established e-commerce communities in the world and and mm-hmm. are coming up on our 11th live event, which by the way, I'd love to have you guys there. Where do you guys live? Uh, Wisconsin. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's We're a doable Wisconsin. drive. You guys could drive it. Uh, we haven't announced the sure. city yet. By the time this episode comes out, the city might be announced. Theprovenconference.com is the website. Yes. We were hoping it was drivable for us, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yes. it won't be too bad of a drive. I can tell you that. We'll announce the city okay. real soon. But I, I'd love to get you guys there. You would absolutely love this community getting together. Yeah. We already, we, I already filed uh, leave um, from work. So we're just hoping nice. that it will be drivable uh, yep. location. Oh, that's yes. great! Yeah, we'll 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 let you know. Actually, after we hit the recording button here, turn it off this recording. I'll let you guys know where it's at. I just can't announce it publicly quite yet. It will be very soon right. for everyone else. Okay, so you guys can start making your plans. But um, all right, yeah, super excited to to meet you guys in person. But yeah, thanks yeah. for that question, Will. I appreciate that. I don't tell that story. I used to tell it all the time. It's been a while though. It's been a while. It's okay, a while. good. Well, yeah, I just had no clue, and I wanted just to know the beginning of everything, you yeah, know, because everybody has a story and that's, that, that's cool that you're able to 
come up with this and build this community. And I, I was actually fired from that job because I shared with my boss. I said, hey, at some point in the future, I love this e-commerce thing. I could see myself making something of this someday. You know, it's, it's yeah. really, you know, the money I'm making on the weekends is really fun. And we were buddies. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was, and he was agreeing with me and like, man, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm proud of you, dude. That's awesome. Kind of just a short passing conversation. Next day, he told his boss and said, what do you think about what Jim said yesterday? He's like, let's fire him. He's, his heart's not in it anymore. (laughs) They fired me. So I remember sitting sitting in my car. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. I think it's one of the best things that ever happened to you, to your family and to the rest of the community, the world. No, well, that's what they say. God closes one door, opens up another one for it. It was a classic example of that. But but at the time, if you'd have told me that, I might have wanted to punch you because I had a yeah. wife. You know, my wife is uh-huh. eight months pregnant with our second, sorry, with our third child. And mm-hmm. I had to go home and tell her, like, I don't have a job anymore. And, and right. yeah. what are we going to do? You know, and this e-commerce thing has kind of taken some momentum, but it certainly, but at that point, hadn't replaced the income I was earning. But we prayed about it, thought about it, and we went all in. And you know, to my wife's credit, she's been my biggest cheerleader from that moment forward. She's like, "Yeah, we can do it. That's the plan. Let's do this." We lost insurance. You know, I mean, if there's a time you need health insurance, it's when your wife is eight months pregnant, right? Yes. 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 Oh yeah, we know. We know. That's kind of resonates. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Kind of resonates to our um to the beginning of our um, marriage, our uh, married life. When Will went back to the Philippines. The first time. First time. No, second time. I was already with you. Yeah. He got fired from his job. Mm-hmm. And we have a wedding to do. And part of, um, you know, like bringing a fiance here in the U.S., um, part of uh, the requirements is that you should have a stable job mm-hmm. and a stable income in order for you to, you know, like make sure or prove to the government that you can really support this alien. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yes. And yeah, but God's grace, it worked out in, yeah, in the best uh, for us mm-hmm. because we were able to just like carpool to work and yeah and I was able to find um a job in the hospital my my background is hotelier you know like um tourism things like that and I had no idea what will uh, what job will I actually land on here in the US when I moved but yeah everything worked out god has a better plan sometimes you know like when you plan on something and then it's not aligned to his will, it just happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. he will just say, like, okay. you know what? This is what I wanted to um to do. And this will take like a that. while. So thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. I have it, yeah, it's great to meet you, Will. And well maybe we'll wrap up with Rochelle. You can go take care of Kino yeah. and Doorbell and all that. But it will see you thank in you. July, Will. Yes, sir. Definitely see you. Awesome. <laughs> And, and Rochelle, yeah, I love getting a little peek into your story as well. And uh, I, I think just the transparency of today's episode and, and how genuine you guys are, it's going to touch a lot of people's lives and, and their hearts. And you can have some, maybe some people reaching out to you guys and just thanking you for this episode because it, it, it was a blast for me. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Jim, for the opportunity. We didn't really think that we would qualify to be a podcast um, guest uh, at this early stage of our business. But yeah, we would love to share in uh, our story and inspire others that this business is really for everyone. If you know, 
you put your heart to it, your mind to it, and set goals and do a slow and steady pace and reach out whenever you need help. There's a great support out there for everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. what this community is all about. Well said. I, I definitely could not say it any better myself, Rochelle. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a moment, Rochelle, those who are joining us, listening to this program and, and talk to them as we start to wrap this one up. But uh, I hope you enjoyed my time with Will and Rochelle as much as I enjoyed this time today. And if the thought of hanging out with a whole bunch of people who think and do life this way is appealing to you, we've got a free Facebook group I want to make sure you know about. You can find it at silentgym.com. There's a link to our group there. There's also a link to the Proven Amazon course, which is the course that got our guest today started, as well as our coaching program, a few other resources there. So silentgym.com is also where you can find the show notes today. Any resources that we discussed, we'll have links to all of that. So Rochelle, tell Will one more time, thank you so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure. See you guys in July, right? See you. Let's plan on it. And to all the business building warriors who joined us today, God bless you guys. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. You bye, guys. Say bye-bye? You get a bye-bye? Bye. 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 Can you say bye? <laughs> oh, I'm getting a kiss on the YouTube. <laughs> you got to see the kiss. That's great. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Before I let you go, I spent a few minutes a few days ago with a great friend of our community. Her name's Ashlyn Haddon. She's just launched a book. It's only a dollar on Kindle right now as I'm recording this. Very inexpensive book, but it's everything you need to know as an Amazon seller or an e-commerce seller. Everything you need to know about making sure you've got the right kind of insurance. It's only a few hundred dollars per year, but it could save you a huge heartache. Amazon actually requires you to be insured at the point that you're selling $10,000 or so per month on their platform. But well before that, you should be looking at buying the insurance you need. Again, a few hundred dollars per month is going to get you a policy that really covers across the board any kind of liability coverage that you would need. Ashlyn is our go-to expert, has been for a long time. She's a great sponsor of this community. She's a friend of this community. A large contingency of our community uses her policy to help them cover their business. So I spent a few minutes with her. Hang out with us today as we discuss her new book, what's in it, who needs it and what kind of insurance you need. It's a very useful segment for anyone, no matter what stage of your Amazon selling journey you are in, you're going to find this useful. Enjoy this short interview. Ashlyn, welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to see you. It's been too long. So update me what's happened since we last connected. Yeah. So Amazon, of course, is always changing rules and changing everything. So I think the last time we saw we saw each other we was at Proven last year, I think. Yeah, last so, summer. Yeah, last summer. So since then, Amazon's changed a couple of things and then changed things back. So we they came out last year with changes in deductible. They said, hey, we now need you to have a $0 deductible if you're private label sellers, which didn't exist in the industry. So I scrambled and reached out to Amazon. I was like, hey guys, we can't do this. A lot of our sellers aren't going to be able to get insurance because of this. Yeah, and those they policies don't exist. Right, they don't exist <laughs> at all. Like nobody could do them. So I was like, okay, well, I got to go to bat for my sellers. So I reached out to Amazon and they kind of just gave me the cold shoulder to go away. 
And so I was like, okay, well, if I can't get on their good side, then I'm going to have to go figure out how to get this policy. So we reached out to some of our industry contacts and was able to get a couple of our carriers to offer it for them, for our um, sellers. So then we're like, all right, yes, we can do this. And then Amazon came back and was like, okay, you're right, we're wrong, and changed the rule back. So we were able to you know, get the policy for some of the sellers, but then Amazon kind of changed, listened to me and changed things back. So they're at least listening a little bit, so yeah, which is great. They, they do listen more than we realize, I think, sometimes. Sometimes. It sometimes. just takes them slow. They're slow <laughs> to adapt. I, I can't say that consistently about you know any big corporation, really. But. Yeah. So then after that, they launched the Amazon Accelerator platform, which is their preferred provider list for insurance. I don't like to talk bad about other carriers or other companies, but none of the carriers on there are brokers like we are. They're individual companies. So you complete the application online. Artificial intelligence looks at your application and they just spit out a premium to you. So. I'm not a huge fan of the artificial intelligence because as we know, all of you sell crazy stuff, anything that you can make a buck on, which could be a fidget spinner with a knife on the end and their artificial intelligence can't pick that up. So that could be something potentially that was excluded from their coverages and you think you've got the right policy and you absolutely don't. So I think the biggest thing that's changed is they have this platform now that you can get some quotes but it's not always the right thing to do. I got you. So the something, and I didn't even realize this, I've been following your career kind of since you started. You know, you started in our community, really. Yeah. It, best I remember, right? And yep. serving the, the clients of this podcast and the private Amazon, proven Amazon core students. But over time, you've really dove deep into this industry and you've become recognized in multiple communities as a go-to expert. And I didn't realize something that you just said that when you're seeking an insurance policy to cover your business, a lot of times we just like, hey, it's got, I got to buy insurance. Okay, check that box. But you really want to make sure the policy you're getting covers the kind of products you're selling. It sounds obvious Absolutely. to you, I'm sure, for me <laughs> to say that. But to me, it's kind of like when I was buying renter insurance. It's like, who's got the cheapest renter, renter insurance? Right. Check that box, done. But you really need to pay attention to some of the, some of the, uh, the, I, the I guess the exceptions and the, yeah, right. what what does it and does it not cover? So that's where it's important to have a human and not some you know bot like oh hey you're from this state okay use this guy right um, and they like they have these platforms on here that's like you know it's a three hundred dollar policy and people will come back to them and say well Ashlyn your policy is five hundred dollars and this one's three hundred dollars but so I'm going to go over here and buy it and I'm like well did you realize that there's an exception for anything that was um, created in China? Did you realize there's an exception for baby products? Did you realize there's an exception for batteries? And guess what? You sell a battery operated baby product. So everything that you have <laughs> is excluded. So what's right. the purpose of having a policy if it's not going to pay out when you have a claim? You of all people understand that, how important it is to have the right coverage yeah. <laughs> when you have you're a talking claim. about I mean, my, my guys, house fire in 2017, fire. aren't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, a, if you wouldn't have the lot right about coverages, yeah. <laughs> fire, fire insurance. Also, yeah, I know. Right. A lot. If anybody wants tips, I can tell you. Just fine I had a total loss fire in 2018. So, yeah. I mean, I get it too. And if you don't mm -hmm. have the right coverages, mm -hmm. you're just wasting your money. So, yeah. yes, sometimes I'm a little bit more expensive, but it's the right coverages to protect your actual 
risk. We're going to cover you the right way. Give me an idea. You and you say you're, you're slightly more expensive. I don't have a a point, you know, yeah. it, it's just a bill that we pay. I don't know that I've even paid attention to it. I'm assuming we went through you because you were the only yes, we, one we even considered going through <laughs> when we bought insurance, but I don't even yes. know what we pay. It's so like um, online, there's a company called Next Insurance. They're like 300 to 350 a year. We write a lot through um, the Hartford and they're like 400 to $500 a year. Okay. And again, it just, it's a little bit, it might be $10 more a month, but the exceptions that these other companies have aren't on this policy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for $10 more a month, wouldn't you want peace of mind of knowing that you have the right coverage? Yeah, especially for a lot of the sellers in our group where you never know what you're going to sell. You want as right? big of an umbrella covering you as possible for a few extra dollars a month. Now you don't have to worry about certain categories. And are, are there any are there any products? This is an interesting question just for my own purposes. Yeah. Is there any categories like we should be staying away from? Like no insurance policy really covers that. Stay away from those products type. Give me any, any we advice. We can there. insure anything. Some of the things that you guys come up with, we'll sit here and like, oh my gosh, do you really? believe they this? And that? we'll like show everybody. We'll like sit around the table like, look at this, look at this, look at this. So some of the products are absolutely crazy. We have never had a product that we can't insure. Now, okay. we have had products that are so expensive to insure that you guys don't want them to be insured. So when we have something that's like twenty-some thousand dollars a year, that fidget spinner with a knife on the end of it, that was an actual product. Really? But we, we haven't had anything that we're like, no, we can't do. But riskiest products. If you sell anything in these categories, you definitely need insurance. On the body, in the body, for a pet, or a child, anything to do with water in any type of like outdoor sports and recreation. So like on the body is going to be your like topicals, your lotions, your makeups, those types of things. In the body is going to be anything consumable. That includes food and like um, vitamins and supplements and things like that. For a pet, even if it's something as silly as like a dog leash, those are really, really high risk. Any type of vitamins for pets. Anything for a baby. I don't care what it is. Anything for a baby is going to be high risk. Anything for the water. So you're looking at canoes and life jackets and blow up pools, Hmm. anything like that. And then any type of outdoor equipment, like carabiners and that kind of like outdoorsy weights, that kind of stuff. So on the body, in the body for a pet, for a child anything to do with water and any type of outdoor recreation. Right. And, and again, this is, this is protects you from, you know, in the event of a lawsuit or that sort of thing, exposure. And Amazon requires this Correct. at a certain level. At what point does Amazon require this now? I've seen that line. So, yeah, that's changed. So the terms of service says, if you are selling on Amazon, you have to have insurance, no matter what. You've agreed that you have it and that you're going to continue to have it per the TOS, but they're not really policing it until you hit that $10,000 a mark per month. Once you $10, hit that $10,000 in sales 000, per month, that's yep. when they crack down. And, and that's when they're sure cracking down. Verify. And they're really cracking down. So I know we kind of talked about what is Amazon really looking at. Once you hit that $10,000 mark, you're going to get the nasty gram. That's what I call it. It's mm-hmm. an email that says, hey, you've reached 10000 You need insurance. They'll give you 30 days. If you don't provide it in 30 days, then they're sending a final notice. And then after that, they are suspending. So it's right. giving you 60 days-ish to get it. And then they are actually suspending now. And if someone needs that insurance, they contact you how? 
Our website is probably the best way to do it, www.ecom.insure. So E-C-O-M dot I-N-S-U-R-E. And then once you bind the policy, then we give you what's called a certificate of insurance. And that is what Amazon is really looking for. They are very specific on what needs to be on there and how it's uploaded. And if you buy through our agency, we give you a whole video on the certificate of insurance, what to put where, how to upload it, that like, don't do this kind of stuff. So you can get it uploaded and approved, hopefully on the first time. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's great. We'll stick a link to that in the show notes for today's episode as well. So folks can reference that. And any other tips or strategies that you that you want to throw out there to the listeners, we, we certainly appreciate. I think this yeah. is a lot of great info. I mean, I know it's basic and I know you do professional length presentations all the time that last far longer right. than this on the details. And you're going to be at the Proven Conference, speaking of which, yes. in July. July 6th. Yes, I'm so excited. It's guests. close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's close to home for, for you. And we can't wait to have you there with us again this year. Uh, but any other tips and strategies with the limited time we have today? Yeah, I think the biggest tip is like, if you guys are going to want to be a business, act like a business. If you were a brick and mortar, there's no way that you would open your stores without insurance. So just be a real business and get get your big boy panties on and get your insurance. That's right. Yep. It's just one of those needed things. Right. And I think sometimes we get grumpy way too fast as e-commerce businesses. Anytime something costs an extra five bucks or $50, wherever we get all grumpy. But in the <laughs> real world, launching a business used to cost tens of thousands of dollars just to even get in the door. And right. here we are spending a few hundred dollars and getting grumpy over new fees and increases like, oh, come on. I you tell know, you, it's a heck of a lot cheaper than attorneys. Because they are, you know, you can get a policy for the year at the cost of like a half an hour of an attorney's time. <laughs> That's right. And it, yeah. And then you know that you're covered and you're you're taken care of. So right. I appreciate all that you do for of this. Of course. Community. You've been working hard for a long time serving, you know, at this point, hundreds of, of sellers from our group. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about a book that you've written that as we're yes. recording this, it's an honor for me. Like it launched today. Now, by it the time people hear today. this, it will be a few days old, but it launched so congratulations on that. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Where's my copy? You're sending me an article. I will send copy. you a copy. Awesome. I will definitely send Please you a copy. Do. I want, this, gave, I want um, it signed on the front. This morning. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it was just something that everyone was kind of coming to me like, hey, where can I find all this information on the insurance and what's needed and how I can save some money? So it really wasn't my idea. I had no idea what I was doing, but someone was like, you should write a book about this. And I was like, okay, and found somebody to help me write it. And so it's it's like me, a little snarky and fun and kind of pokes fun at Amazon and insurance companies in general because nobody likes insurance companies. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's an easy read, but it really just breaks down 20 things that you need to know about insurance. We go through what you need to be on Amazon, what you need to um, be on other platforms, how you go from being an RA, OA wholesale seller to private label and the differences of insurance. We even kind of break down like how to save money on insurance and what not to say to me so we don't give you higher insurance rates. Well, <laughs> what not to say to the insurance companies. <laughs> Magic phrases to never say to your insurance. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, don't tell me this kind of stuff. So it's just, um, it's a lot of fun and it's an easy read and how to protect your assets. That's great. Well, congratulations. Hold it up again one more time. And, yeah. and what's the title in case someone's audio only? Protect your assets. And then it's 20 top 20 things you need to know about e-commerce insurance. 
by Ashlyn Haddon, H-A-D-D-E-N. Haddon. Yes, H-A-D-D-E-N. And you can find it on Amazon. We'll stick a link in the in the show notes, of course, that takes you right to the book. And we're, we're just excited. And today, to we're number, so far, we're ranking number one in Kindle downloads. So That's great. You've already got a category so number one rank. Yeah, we so are just category number one top of the as charts. of right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Maybe in bookstores near you at some point, but for now, hey, it's just dominating hey, Amazon. If you need good reading material to go to bed, right? <laughs> That's what I always said about my book too. It helped you go to sleep at night. <laughs> yours is at least interesting. <laughs> no, I'm sure yours is going to be awesome too. And I'm serious. I want, send me, if you can, a, f- a few copies. Happy yeah. to buy it, several too. And and bring them with you when you come to the conference. Absolutely. July 6th through 8th. I can see it already. A nice table with your with your Absolutely. new poster on it and a stack of books and be prepared to sign books. You're a bit of a celebrity in our community now. You've been around a while and, <laughs> and just uh, getting people excited about the opportunity and helping them stay legal and and ensure great work. It's always good seeing you, Ashlyn. You too. Thank you so much. You've always been so great to me. So I really appreciate the time today. Oh, the the feeling is mutual. Thank you for the, the support around here and can't wait to see you in July. Absolutely. See you then. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.